Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Okay, I know it's April Fool's, so be kind. Okay, don't pull any pranks and <laughs> cause major, like, heart attacks on people. And uh, I know people can be so foolish today, but it's a fun day. Anyway, standing by to join me to kick off the first segment of the show is author J.B. Jameson. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. You have so much energy for a Monday. I love it. <laughs> well, I've had uh, two iced mochas so far. Aha. Uh-huh. That helps. Yeah, it is Monday. I think it's great. Okay. <laughs> so before we get into your, your work, I see sure. that you're a pastor, uh, you're an educator, uh, you've done all these things. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it explains a lot. Uh, I spent 20, 20 some years as a pastor. Most of that time, in addition to the preaching, uh, I spent most of the time as a pastoral counselor, uh, dealing with folks in you know life change situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, last count, I think I sat with around a hundred people as they died. I mean, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that. Wow, really, really meaningful work. It sounds like. Yeah, it it it's really. I think the greatest thing out of it is it it kind of taught me how to to really kind of listen and be there. What what in the moment, I guess, is the thing. And that I think that helps in in my writing now, yes. and you know, coming up, finding characters that are real, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, so uh, John, the name of my show is "Get the Funk Out." Uh huh. What did you think when you heard that? Well, first I started <laughs> thinking of music, uh, play okay. that funky music. But the more I got thinking about it, yes. it, it made perfect sense. You know, I, I've spent well from just what we said. I've spent a lot of time dealing with the funk stuff, right? And I think. For me, you know, I've still got it. I grew up in it. It's still there. And, you know, how do we get it out? To me, it's it's part of the deal. You know, the funk is part of what's made me who I am. It is probably the greatest energy producer in my world. Yes. And a lot of times it's negative energy. But when I'm able to look at it and go, okay, you know, what do I do with this? That's that's where these stories come alive in my in my mind and stuff. So oh, I, I yeah. no longer try to get rid of that stuff, but I, I kind of grab hold of it and squeeze it and say, "Give me something! Give me something! It's, You've taken enough." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really a gift. I look at it as whenever we're going through a really challenging time, a painful time, that it becomes an opportunity to gain some insight, and it um, it's a gift into something else that could be a lot better. Yeah, you, you know, sometimes we seem surprised when we find that, you know, one of our favorite comedians or actors or musicians, we find out that at home in their personal life, they're, they're, they struggle. They've got their own demons. Yes. And, you know, what I kind of am realizing is those are the things that give us that different view of the world that people see as creative. Right. It's, you know, when we, when we can take that energy and we can direct and control it a bit, we don't have to get rid of it. We don't have to be ashamed of it. But when we can, when we can embrace it. Definitely. Yeah. So let me ask you about your writing, because you have this yeah. character, Emily Graham. How did that come yeah. about in your writing? <laughs> Emily showed up. Uh, the first book I did was called Disruption, and my goal was just to write that book. I had the idea for the book 30-some years ago. My dad was a riverboat captain, a uh, towboat captain on the Mississippi, and I had this weird idea, and I told him, and he said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> nice. That would never happen. And that was the end of it. Aww. Three years ago, uh, the last conversation he and I had before he died, he'd had dementia, 
and we hadn't really had a conversation for months. We were sitting at the airport getting ready to fly him to Texas to visit my sister, and out of the haze, he looked at me and said, you remember that story you told me years ago? I said, yeah. Oh my he God. said, that scared the heck out of me. That could really happen. You ought to write that down. I didn't want to think about it while I was still out oh there. Oh, my gosh. So basically, yeah. you let his so, first opinion hinder you from going forward, and now look at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I read about your dad and how energizing he was for you. Mine was kind of yeah. the other direction. But that one moment, I said, okay, I'm going to write the book. There was no thought of a series. that I had. Emily Graham had no idea. I started writing. And it wasn't until, like, chapter 20, Mm -hmm. somebody said, if Emily's the main character, why is it so late before she comes in? I said, I didn't meet her until then. I was starting the chapter when I knew somebody on the good team had to come in, and as I was typing, I said, the door opened, and she walked in. I said, wait a minute, she? Who's this? Right. And Emily came in, and she's now, we just published the third book of Emily. She's already harping at me about a fourth. (laughs) That's where she comes from. From all of that mishmash stuff we talked about a while ago, she's kind of a conglomeration of all of that stuff. Amazing. And hounds me constantly. Do you feel like it's like a movie in your mind happening? You know, exactly. Uh, Folks say, you know, how do you write? And I I, I really don't write. I, I report what I see. Right. And, you know, it's, I'm just, I kind of sit back. I don't consciously think about the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll do a lot of research, but I don't say, okay, I'm going to use that here or there. I'm constantly reading, researching stuff when I have a basic idea. But then I get up in the morning, I sit at the computer, and, and, and it's, I just report what I hear and see. Yes. It's weird. I, I worry about my mind sometimes. You know what? You, you, you say it's weird, but I see it as a gift because I can go to the library and have a, like a little glimmer of an idea, and then all of a sudden I see the pieces start coming into the story, and I'm typing them up, and, and then I take a step back. I mean, for any of you writers, creatives listening, I mean, maybe some people can um, understand the process here. Yeah, and you know, it, it's really kind of weird how it works. Well, as an example, this morning I got up and I, was, I wanted to know a little more about you and the program, so I looked up your station. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up at KUCI and I read that when it was the, f- the first music they played was Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Mm-hmm. And suddenly Emily started talking. You know, a radio station that was started at a college. And that was their first thing. And, you know, the Archies, there was a lot of problems with that because they weren't really a band, and there was a lot of... Con- and suddenly this whole new... Th- I don't know where it's going to go or if it will, but that's where it comes from. Wow. It's wow. really weird. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. I was going to say, it's a good weird. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know, there's so many books out now and classes on how to write, how to create stories. I did. I had a presentation here a while back, and I went on Amazon and found 120-some books on how to write a story. That's just the free ones. And those are all fine, and, you know, th- there's good stuff out there. But there's something, you know, outside of a book, something that's, you know, in our minds that we're, we're genetically tuned to be storytellers and story listeners. Right. It, it, yeah, it's, it, we can learn more about it, but there, we've already got that ability. Well, I don't know what you do to maybe take care of yourself physically, mentally, but I know for me, that's a key part of my creative self. It, it is. It really is. And I, I, someone said here a while back, I think in one of your programs, that you know, writing for them is like therapy. Yeah. I, I don't really look at it that way. I, I, to me, writing is, it's fun. 
uh, writing for me is an adventure. I, I never quite know. Uh, James Patterson writes, before he writes anything, every chapter is outlined. I said, no, 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 can't. Yeah. I tried that. doesn't work. Me neither. Yeah. For me, the writing thing, it's a, it's a rush. You know, I never know. I have a general idea of the story, where it's going, how it's going to end, who's a part of it. Emily's going to be there. But beyond that, and that to me, maybe unconsciously, subconsciously, whichever, it's taking all of that garbage stuff from the past, and it's kind of turning it around into something with a positive flavor. You know, it's not conscious, but maybe that's what it's doing. Maybe my right. brain is trying to, you know, there's my therapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I want to ask you this, because I'm reading a book about um, people that have written memoirs and how it's a very sensitive thing to do. You don't want to throw anybody under the bus if they're still alive. Um, you yeah. want to be very careful. So um, do you feel like you put, even though this is fiction, do you put some of your backstory into the book in order to clear things within you? You know, it, it is. As, as I go back and read, uh, I went back and read the first two again as I was working on the third, and there's a lot of stuff in there that when I was writing, I never consciously, you know, I remember this, I'm going to put this in here. Right. But as I look back, you know, I know where that came from, you know, and yeah. it's, it's these pieces that just kind of percolate to the surface. Some of them were great, joyous things, some were horrendous things, but they've kind of redefined themselves and come out in, you know, in these stories. It's not an intentional thing, but it, yeah, it happens. You know what I want to touch on um, is I heard you also write children's stories, and your pen yeah. name is Pops Jameson. I love that. Um, yeah, the grandkids picked that one. How did you decide to write for children? Well, I, I, I've, I've always been a storyteller, and in the church and in education, always told stories. But, but so 40 years ago, my daughter's 39, so 39 years ago, I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning in a rocking chair. She was sick, and we were rocking in this chair. I was humming and began humming this tune, put words to it about this thing called a squirtlock, a funny-looking dog, ears like an elephant, nose like a hog. <laughs> From that moment on, the squirtlock has been a part of our family. Anytime somebody does something stupid, we go, oh, you squirtlock you. That About so three years funny. ago, I was sitting with my granddaughter, and she said, so what does the squirt lock look like? I got a piece of paper. I had tried to have illustrators do this for me before, and it just never worked. So I got a piece of paper. I'm not an artist. And I drew ears and nose and all that and kind of mm -hmm. got down to the bottom. And the squirt lock said, so where's my shoes? <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I added shoes. And he said, so what? There's no color. Yeah. So my granddaughter went, brought back the watercolors, we painted it, and the squirt lock looked up and said, so now you're going to write my book about me or what? And that's, that's where it started. It's, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wow. characters, are they have lives of their own. I and think it's great. I remember the old play, Characters in Search of an Author, I think, and that, that's kind of how it works for me. I love it. So I know we only have a few more minutes, but um, sure. do you want to just give a summary, a quick glimpse of what Disbelief is about? Disbelief is the third in the series of, of Emily Graham books, which is a surprise to me that there's even a series. All three of the books are based on real-world stuff. The first one was on a hijacking of a riverboat, which is tech. That's the part my dad said is, is very, very possible. The second book was on a, uh, an amazing situation in St. Louis, Missouri, about a mile from the airport. There's a radioactive thing that is huge in the news right now. The third book, and, and the second one's on that and hacking, the third book is on this, 
the problem of what happens when people of different beliefs are on the same planet. But all of these stories deal with, they're in a real world, but then I build a story within that world. So they're, they're suspense thriller mysteries. They're not, you know, they are stories. The goal is to tell a real good story. But they're, they're the kind of book that I hope that when you're done with the book, it's going to stick around and keep bugging you for about another week and a half. Is that real? Could that really happen? That could really That's happen. That's the goal with it. Or longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I still have people come up and say, no, that's not really in St. Louis, is it? I go, yeah, here's the address. Take a look. Wow. And, oh, my God, I had no idea. And, and that's kind of it. Uh, we are so distracted intentionally by things that we're not often paying attention to the things that really have the potential of impacting us. Yes. I, I've become quite the conspiracy. I never have been a conspiracy theorist, but, man, I'm, you know, the distractions are so obvious. Yes, to me. And, you know, that's where the stories come from. So, John, if people want to find out more about you, do you have a website you could throw out? Jamesonbooks.com. J-A-M. We're not the whiskey folks. We're related, but not, we're disowned. We don't get anything for Christmas. Jamesonbooks.com will get you there. On Facebook, it's at Jamesonbooks. Yeah. Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for calling in. This has been great. Oh, Jenny, thank you for, for having me here. I hope uh, the rest of your April 1st goes wonderfully. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. That was author John Jameson. And if you missed any part of this, it'll be up on my show blog within an hour after I wrap. And his bio and all the details about his book are up on there now, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I am on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. Tumblr, blog.kuci.org. We're on Facebook, kuci eighty eight. Nine. We're going to take a little break, and I'll be back with my next guest. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs>